Hello, and welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Super Review Show. I am joined by my two very good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, I'm really excited about this one. Yes, really excited. Mike, are you excited about this? Oh, excited, guys. I, I've been knitting Metallica socks that I want to wear for this review, so I'm wearing them, if you don't know. So. Better make me a pair, too. But I'm not going to show them. That's, the, that's the, the most cruel part. I made them just to not show them, so... Are they are they bright yellow just like the album? Yeah, they're the yellow. They big M's on them. Weird. Nice. They're cribs on them. It's kind of makes me look like weird, you know. But oh uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. But um, if you can't tell already, we're talking. We're a little bit little delayed on we because we've been we're going through the wheel. But today we are discussing and breaking down and talking about Metallica's seventy-two seasons. That was just released later this earlier this month in April, uh, April fourteenth, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Friday. Um, I, we all have different things to say, but I'm going to let Kyle go first on this one and leave it, give his overall thoughts and stuff like that for Metallica's 72 seasons. So my good friend and coworker, what do you got? Yeah. So Metallica as you know, me and JT have done that, uh, career breakdown of them and ranking all the albums. Uh, so if you check that out, you'll know that Metallica is one of my you know, back in the day, it was one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah. Uh, over the years, they have fallen from that. Uh, majority due to them just not releasing things for such long periods of time that just kind of, you know, the fan base, the fan in me just kind of stagnated a bit. So this album, when I first heard that uh, lead single, Lux Eterna, I was pumped for it. I thought that was a kick-ass lead single. It was great. The singles that followed, I was a little bit iffy on, but you know, at the end of the day, this album did kind of what I was expecting from a Metallica record at this point in their career. Uh, I'll get into exact specifics when we talk about tracks and you know breakdowns and stuff, but it's not a bad album. I'll you know start off by saying that. Would I classify this as one of their greats? No. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good album. And that's pretty much where I fall with it. One thing I really like about it, though, is that it is an incredibly consistent album in that a lot of, and I feel like this has been a very rare thing, especially in the past couple of years and for things that we've talked about on this channel. I feel like a lot of things we talk about and a lot of albums in general lately have had this thing where it's huge peaks and huge like valleys. This one doesn't really have that. It has like hills and meadows. It's very <laughs> consistent throughout. If you heard one thing on it, you pretty much know what you're in for, for the whole record, you know, for better or worse. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But the real star of this record, James Hetfield, by far best thing on this album. I don't know how this man's vocals sound the best that they have in their career on, you know, this late into it. Uh, the guitar riffs on it are great. The rhythm section, he's as someone who's really into uh, rhythm and like rhythm guitar, the riffs on this are great. Uh, James Hetfield, he's always, he's honest, honestly probably my favorite rhythm guitar player, one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Uh, vocals, excellent. Lars is Lars on the drums. I mean, you, you're not getting excellent drumming on it. It's just pretty standard. The guitar solos are very stock on this. 
I don't think there was a single memorable guitar solo on the entire record. Not to say that the solos aren't good. They're performed well. There's just none that really stood out to me. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. And, you know, I'll get into more specifics when you do a full track breakdown. Cool, cool. And uh, I know Mike thought this was the best album of the past five years. I mean, he loved it so much. <laughs> it's the best Metallica album of the past five years. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, I I mean, it's got, it comes down to the current relationship with the band in order to be able to kind of tell people where you're at and if you like in the in the last like four or five albums if you were on board and off board um then this album will be a a pleasant kind of journey into kind of the continued uh sound that you that metallica has been doing for the last you know 10 years or whatever and can continue to be like kyle said and very well said it is very consistent um in it's that it's like you know what you get from the beginning to end there is no twist turns there's no, no risks it's pretty much um what you expect from the um beginning to end um so um now if you're coming from the school hold, where hold on mike was, one sec yes, uh were you guys able to hear me well during all that yes mm -hmm. okay because my mic i just realized was all the way across the desk. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Actually, it kind of created oh, a good. weird, uh, like a almost like a softness to your voice that uh, you know, I enjoy. It. I feel like maybe you should try the mic farther away. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like uh, the soothing. You know, unorthodox sometimes becomes, you know, the standard. You know, interesting. So. Well, I'm glad you're able to hear me the whole time. Yeah. No, if we weren't able to hear you, trust me, Kyle, I would have shut you down immediately. <laughs> Like I would have been going like this, like Kyle, no, call it off, call it off. Um, Quick, so, put him on mute. Know, put him on mute. No, I'm just put him on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can hear you, and that was you have a good mic. So, um, shout out to the mic company. You want to plug them real quick, or if only I knew what it was. <laughs> if only I knew. If only I knew. Interesting name, but um, you know, uh, must be one of the new uh, companies. Uh, but um, yeah. So you know it's it's interesting so uh, overall um, i didn't have a great uh, experience with this album and i'll go over that more so often um but uh yeah like it definitely it definitely um it's kind of a continued bitter uh taste in my mouth from the the missing elements that metallica has done a very good job at eliminating album by album coming down the the uh the as the over the years they've eliminated very specific elements i'm going to talk about later on that are the key components to metallica sound that um once gone no longer in my opinion um can be a metallica release um and this kind of fits right into that um the lack kind of, of any ballad any slow part on the record except for one yeah well you're right i mean you're literally a major highlight of the record i'll add Right, right, hundred percent. Yeah, there's so many other little elements and things, but yeah, yeah, I'll get more into that when we um, go over into the next part here. But yeah, it's missing very specific elements that just killed me. Like it just, mm -hmm. it was a stab in the chest. And unfortunately, I come from the old school. I'm a little bit older than everybody here. Um, I'm tied to that sound and that kind of, you know. Yeah, I'm the grandpa, man. I'm the guy sitting in his rocking chair, like you know, saying it's not what it used to be. You know, yeah. Fortunately, that's just me. So that's all right. It's all good. 
Um, so me going into the metal this Metallica record of 72 seasons, I I was really excited when I heard Lux Eterno. I was through the roof. I'm like, oh my god, they're actually going somewhat back to a, like a style of like their original days, like the Seek and Destroy, the Meta Militia kind of days with a little bit of Ride the Lightning in there, a little bit, um, but with a modern production. I was thinking about it's weird. Like I I listened to it twice since my initial listen. And by the way, I me personally, I did our own I did an initial reaction that day, April 14th for uh without without giving away too many spoilers. Uh it was just an initial like I listened to it once and I was like, all right, I gotta do a quick video on it. It's up on our YouTube channel, check it out on our YouTube channel. But um I, I shared some of my initial thoughts there, and I, I, the more I let it sit in, the more I let this Metallica album sit in. Um, there, I pretty much agree with what both of you said. To, to Kyle's point of like, it is consistent. There are, there's no really like, it's not like a roller coaster where you go like sky high, then you go super down. It's kind of like a hit, like like the way the Kyle said it was like a hill in a valley. It's like oh, we're going up, going up, we're going down, going, down. but not like a steep incline and a huge downfall. Not like where most albums are like, there's a bunch of really, really good tracks. Then there's two sucky tracks. Then there's a good track. And this is actually very consistent for the most part, which I applaud Metallica for doing. I applaud Metallica for actually putting together an album that was consistent. You know how many hit singles there are today in the world? You know how many? Too many. You know how many albums we need like this? More. Because it was just so consistent throughout the whole thing. Um, I there now I could see why they chose Lux Eterna as the first. We'll, we'll get into the track listing in a second, but I could see why they chose Lux Eterna as the first single to be released. Hey, there's a new Metallic album coming out. I could see why they did that because it was probably the most, it might have been the most, the fastest song and the slickest song on the record in my. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't sure if you guys were on the same page as that, but because we haven't gotten to the track listing yet. But that's just. It was so slick, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was so good!" Where's more of that? And then they released "Screaming Suicide" and and a, and the other singles that followed. Um, I, I lyrically, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys we, we could touch on this more on the track list, but lyrically, this is actually I think definitely like their most. I don't want to say experimental, but it's definitely like something. I'd say unique. it's his most pers- some of his most personal lyrics. Yeah, most personal introspective. Like I said, Hetfield is by far the star here. Every oh, every positive yeah. thing I can say about this record comes down to James Hetfield. Absolutely, I couldn't. I thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Thank you for helping me out. Um, but I think the, this personal touch on Hatfield, and I'll, you're right though. His voice, you know, for a guy who's what pushing how old is he? Like what sixty something yeah, now? At least sixty. Yeah. Yeah, and his I think voice your- still sounds that good. In your personal review, you said to me he was like 60-something, and he's like definitely closer to just almost 60. I don't even think he's 60. <laughs> yeah, but you were, like, I, I was listening to your other review, and you are like, he's like 60-something, and I was like, oh, crap, man. You just had like 10 years to his life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, but I, you forget that, though. Like, mm-hmm. they, their first band. He's 59. Fr- he is 59. Yeah, he's right. 59. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good to know. We'll Thank you for 60 showing- in August. Someone fact checking me there. Is it happening the week? Is is it the same weekend we're seeing him? Just out of curiosity, or no? Uh, it is August third. Is it actually? Which is the day before we see them? Yes. That's so crazy! Wow. wow. <laughs> so, yeah, for so those who don't know, Kyle, still stands. 
Yes. Have a maybe have a drink for his brother. Oh, hold on, never mind. That's not a good idea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> call, call that one off. Call that one off. Call that one not, off. Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> um, no, but this. But yeah, like, I, I thank you for clarifying that he's fifty nine. That's that's good to know. Uh, and you know, and they've. But that's crazy how his birthday is August third. And, and for those who don't know, Kyle did buy me. The two of us are going to go see Mike. Oh. Sadly, couldn't come. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's we're going to go see Metallica on August 4th and 6th when they come to our regional area. I'm not going to disclose where we are, but we're, when they come to the stadiums that we're at, we're going to go see him then. So it should be fun. Uh, but that, I, I bottom line, the very first single was probably the most slickest. I was really excited about that when I heard it. I was like, oh, they're back. You know, they're coming at it. They're lyrical personal touch I mean, we're gonna end on that in a minute but i just that's my initial impressions it's, they kind of lie in between both of you more towards cub but definitely both of you guys for sure right we're pretty much on the same wavelength if you will mm-hmm. uh, let's let's jump over now for those who are listening to us as you know by now we're just going to talk about um we're on the wikipedia page we're going to talk about their new album 72 seasons and it is it's not you know what i found out it's their longest record yeah, and it's also their first record to in like the past 30 years since Injustice for All to not go number one. We were just saying that before you came on. I was like, oh my God, it's their first album since Injustice for All that didn't hit number one on the Billboard 200. That's crazy. But their last couple albums have been... Oh, what did you say? What is number one on the charts right now? I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Uh, what it, and, and more importantly, what it really is number one in this day and age. I mean... Back in the day, number one really meant something. Today, it's it just a anything now. facsimile of what real yeah. like being number one is. And but uh, as I was gonna say, their last couple albums have been longer. Out like their songs have been longer than usual. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, this is becoming a trend for Metallica, where yeah, you have these long, longer songs, longer on an album. Song on the record though, that Hardwired Deluxe Edition with like the bonus tracks and everything was absurd. Oh, it was a great God. release. It was awesome, but right. a lot of unnecessary things on there. And most good average God. aged Metallica fan probably fall asleep in a chair before they can finish the half the album. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. oh God! But yeah, and I, I did find out this was their most longest album to date. Um, even though Hardwired had to, like like spit out the bone was like what seven minutes, or whatever. And it's Hardwired, so yeah. Um, but anyways, let's jump down to the track listing. So we're gonna try something a little different here today. Uh, we're all going to go to the, we're going to go track by track on the album and we're going to discuss like what we think about instead of like us taking turns, we're just going to say, um, we're going to start with 72 seasons and we're going to give our impressions and our thoughts. And then we're going to go from there. So sit back, relax and enjoy this for a sec. Let's start with the title track. (laughs) Oh, my favorite. My favorite, actually not my favorite on the record, but 72 seasons. Kyle, why don't you go first about 72 seasons? This was a great start to the album. Uh, it's very, it's an aggressive start, which is something that I feel a lot of the tracks to follow lack is an aggression to them. Mm. Uh, it's one of the, literally, like I said, one of the few aggressive moments. Uh, some of it has points of that old school thrash that they were doing, you know, back in the day is that does shine through sometimes here. I think it really could have been elevated. So I'll just start by saying this is a nine out of 10 for me. This okay. is one of my favorites on the record. Not my favorite, but one of them. It's definitely up there. It could have been elevated to a 10 if they chopped it down a bit. This did not need to be seven and a half minutes. There's not enough variation going on to justify that runtime. 
which as you'll hear from me is a trend throughout this entire record is just these meandering parts that don't go anywhere that's just all right we finished the verse what do we do we play the same guitar riff for another 30 seconds Mm -hmm. with no words or anything all right now we just did the same thing again what do we do all right kirk throw in an improvised guitar solo that's just a stock solo and i feel like that's a lot of the record but this song is great the chorus is awesome it has that metallica aggression i think it works very well nine out of ten mike your take on the title track 72 yeah and the problem with this album uh and it becomes a continuously uh like kyle was kind of saying it becomes um its detriment uh is 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 the repetitive stock feel of all of the voices in this song be it the 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 drumming is just stock just generic doesn't seem to be doing anything much the guitars um riff is cool riff riff was actually cool which transitions into another cool riff uh on this one um and i appreciate that but it, it doesn't have the same like this riff to that riff uh doesn't feel like it ever goes anywhere else after that it like just once again repeats again and does the same thing again and that's ultimately the biggest problem was uh, where it journeys to where it roams if you will not to mention any kind of specific songs but uh um but uh you know it 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 feels like people who didn't care to be together writing uh cool sounding riffs that essentially there's no it's a steak with no seasoning it's it's the base without any kind of like uh, uh how it's all going to come together and accentuate the the thing it's just kind of yeah stock so it started off like this is a cool one of the better songs of the album but after several listens and just picking up on that um it was just a five out of ten for me it was just kind of like i didn't wow. hate it yeah i didn't hate it i didn't love it i uh you know I it, it almost felt like it wasn't a Metallica song. It was just a rock song. If I was listening to this in a concert with a beer, I'd be okay with it because it would just be like cool riffs, like neat, like lyrics, lyrical voice. Uh, not the melody is just kind of just never really goes uh, anywhere. It doesn't ever. I was listening, and I actually went through every Metallica album, at least from the last, uh, in the ones that matter, uh, and just would look back at the vocals and be like where was this like a vocal line that just keeps going and it's catchy and melodic and yeah, I just wasn't finding it here. So yeah, just five out of 10 for me. All right. And um, for me, I mean, it's no brainer. This is an, actually, it's not a 10 out of 10. I will say that because I, I, yes, I do love for those of you who've listened to us at any period of time or watched us. I do love me a good title track. And the fact that this one started off with the title track, like American idiot, like 24th century breakdown for green day and whatnot. This is a big um, coming right out of the gate. I loved it quite a bit, but I, to both of your points, I feel like I'm going to be in the middle of both of you guys for the whole show, apparently, but it, <laughs> it, it did run a little long of a song. There's no need for it to be seven minutes and 39 seconds. Like it, it, it could have easily been like five or six minutes. You could have cut a couple of things here and there, like m- musically speaking and done it that way, but it is still a title track. So <laughs> for me, it would have to be, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it goes up to actually about a, um, 
an eight, an eight out of 10 for me. Cause I really, cause you know, title tracks for whatever reason, always work with me. I've always have, it could be literally, it could be, it could, I've said this before, it could be, it could have been Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic. It could have been Green Day's American Idiot. It could have been Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. For whatever reason, title tracks work with me. Um, but yeah, so 72 seasons, I thought it was a great start to this record. Uh, it could have been a little, sh- and I feel like I'm going to say this a lot, but it, they, a lot of these songs could have been a little bit shorter. Uh, not by much, but just by a little bit. So that's just me, though. But yeah, that's, that's 72 seasons for me. Let's jump down to Shadows Follow, this track. And I think like, it would be interesting if like a band yeah. released all their songs, as in just the title track, but just with one after the end, two, three, <laughs> how, how, how you would react to it. You'd probably, it'd probably be like a, the greatest album that's ever existed for you. <laughs> it would be the greatest album that has ever come out by any artist ever, including <laughs> Frank Sinatra. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> I would flip old, out if that was the case. My old God. Frankie Blue Eyes. Yeah, you can't go oh, wrong yeah, with Frank that. Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, and every song of it is just like my way one two three four. yeah my way one my way two my way three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh but shadows follow shadows follow then track two call you want to go first again yeah so here's where we get to that so 72 seasons was this first hill i was talking about right it's not yeah. you know a massive song it's not like a peak but it's a hill and here's where you kind of go into that just plateau of consistency starting right here uh this is a seven for me. It's a seven out of 10. Whereas where a lot of the songs on this record fall between a point or two, give or take from this point. So I like the riff again, heavy riff. All the riffs on this record are good. There's not a single riff here that I would classify as a bad riff. They're all actually interesting. But the problem is a lot of them just get rinsed and repeated throughout the entirety of these overly long songs, which is what happens here. The first part of the chorus isn't the strongest. It's not the cleanest transition at all. Uh, it's a bit too long. I do enjoy the song. The second part of the chorus is really good. And I really like those like hits and like stops in the chorus. It's very well done. It's very tight. It's clean. It's a bit too long. Again, would have been bumped up to an eight if they shortened it down. It overstays its welcome about four minutes in. By the time I hit that four minute mark, a little bit after that, I'm like, all right, let's let's wrap this up. I get it. I get it. Again, another formulaic, just verse, riff, verse, riff, maybe solo, chorus, verse. You know, it's it's just one of those tracks. It's not bad. It's still a good song. Seven out of ten for me. Mike, you love this song. <laughs> you know, I it actually did a little bit of a cool kind of thing along it was like when it would do this kind of um vocal kind of uh you know i can't explain it but it just does like a, a kind of an interesting vocally a little like almost felt like uh you know like alice and shane's kind of thing or you know like uh you know a little bit of a, a vocal inflection that just kind of changed up the 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 kind of repetition of of what i got in this album but once again we you almost can listen to the these two riffs back at the uh back seat 72 seasons and shadows fall shadows follow and you just literally it just sounds so similar you begin as you begin to hear these songs you begin to realize how cool the whole album how yeah right it it just sounds just like you know somebody wrote uh everything kind of all in one sitting and just never really went anywhere and and kind of took a whole new 
approach to like writing this next song is going to be this song is going to sound Egyptian or this song is going to sound, uh, you know, with like uh, some high leads on it. They were just like, nope, here's the cool riff at the beginning. And here's like this, the kind of vo uh, the vocals that just have the same cadence. Like, you know, it just it really it was a five out of five. It was just the same thing. It was just like there's nothing to see here. Nothing that like punched me in the face, but it didn't. I, if I was listening to it, I would be like, ah, you know, don't like it, don't don't hate it. Uh, it just kind of in the middle. So um, I could have gone down to a four point five on this one because, like, I agree with Kyle. It definitely um, lacks in some areas, and it just kind of does its thing. And yeah, it's just pretty much five out of ten for me. All right, um, we're all pretty much on the same page here. It's. it's it's another song. It's the second song of the album, but it, it is long. It's a long song. There's not really much going on with it necessarily. Um, it yeah. does. It, it's it's kind of just like it's there in a sense. Um, it's just I'm, not, I'm trying not to repeat what you guys said, because what you guys said just pretty much nailed it on the head. But it this is I agree that this is where the you start off with a bang like 72 seasons and then you go to. Shadows follow and you're like, Oh, didn't we just hear something like this already? Didn't we? It's just it, mm. it just happened to go like took a little dip, a little dip down. But then after Shadows Follow, we get to one of the singles that got released, Screaming Suicide. Kyle, I saw that just like you know. Yeah, as a guest <laughs> reviewer, guest reviewer, Jack. Uh Jack, put your right paw up if you like the song, yeah. put your left paw up if you don't. He loved Good the songs. Luck. He loved all of it. And he and he went out there and he was going to the bathroom. So I don't know what that means. He's a Metallica um, fanboy. He's a uh, 10 out of 10. Okay. So I okay, got you. All right. <laughs> he, he bleeds. He bleeds Kirk Hammett and whatnot. Yes. Um, he saw uh, the album cover and was reminded of his own piss. And he loves it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Kyle's dog just showed up. Just wanted to let you guys know. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> screaming suicide. Screaming suicide. Um, let's jump over to let's go let's jump back over to Kyle for a sec. Kyle, screaming suicide. Yeah. What what do you one of the I singles remember, that got released? What do you got? If I remember correctly, this is the second one released. Yeah, I think so. And here is where I was kind of like after Lux Eterna, I was like, oh, it's kind of more in this vein, which is so where this record kind of picks off, picks up almost right where Hardwired left off. A lot of these tracks sound very similar to songs that they did on Hardwired. Kind of that same vibe going on, which understandable. It's at this point in their career, they're just like, oh, we'll just throw out some Metallica songs and whatever. This one was kind of where I got that vibe. It's like, oh, that's nothing new. And that's really what it is. The chorus for sure isn't their strongest. The verses here actually do the heavy lifting, in my opinion. The lyrics are very good. I wish the chorus was a little bit more in depth. But before the solo, I do like there's a section before the solo that does a cool little change up there that I appreciate, keeps it more interesting. This is one that I actually don't think overstays its welcome for the most part. Uh, it's one of the ones that actually doesn't feel its length. And, you know, it's not one of the longer songs on here by any means. But still five and, you know, five minutes and 30 seconds is still relatively long these days. Uh, seven out of ten again we're just still in that realm of it's good but it could be so much better like there's nothing that i'm seeing it that i'm like it's bad it's a song that i would listen to i still like the song i just wish that they did more with it again 
there's this cool section, like this cool change up in like the riff and everything before the solo happens. But then the solo happens. And I'm telling you, like, I'm just going to use an example. If you show me, if you put on the solo from, let's say, Master Puppets, Enter Sandman, Sad But True, The Unforgiven, uh, Fade to Black, literally anything, one, any of their old stuff. If you put that on, I'd be like, oh, that's the solo from this song. If you played me a solo from any song on this record, I don't care how many years I have to sit with this. I don't think I'd ever be able to say, oh, that's that's the solo from uh, Sleepwalk My Life Away. <laughs> never. Yeah, I would never. I agree. They're all the same thing. Faceless. All just the same. Like you could tell like James and Lars were like, all right, Kirk, just throw down. Here's the track. Throw down a like 30 second solo call it a day. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. it feels like. So that kind of brings it down to so another seven. Mike, was there any hope? Do you think that do you think that they were just phoning it in after all? <laughs> oh, for sure. And you know, I was trying to put my finger on something that was a reoccurring kind of sound that was coming on in this album. And I actually it's funny, as I was watching like you know, like the publicity um showcases of metallica on like jimmy kimmel or the them showing up on this show or that show or they released an article of them making some comments about their career yada yada i kind of realized that this whole album is a major uh kind of tribute to uh like black sabbath sound i swear to god yes like I can, there's so many uh songs in it that have that just black sabbath kind of vibe to them and like doom kind of vibe. yeah and i don't think any in any of their previous albums it has been this like concentrated and i feel like where that sound does well it lacks in the melody side the melodic harmonized guitars that are ultimately like something that i feel like really metallica needs to reclaim in order to kind of um to kind of sh- to kind of prove that they're not just about trying to have a modern sound that they're okay going backward like um and re-, re kind of reclaiming some of those roots that they came from and i don't think they want to do that they'd like rather keep that door shut because the more melody the more harmonized guitars the faster you go the more you kind of go back to the old days of like the the traditional sound and i feel like they don't want to do that because it just isn't what they're about today and it, it, that's fine you know that's fine and that's why i that's why i'm so detached from this album is because um they've made a quick a very blunt clear statement that this album is about continuing the modern sound and just kind of um little moments i felt like it you know goes in a direction that the old metallica would have um done but um for this one yeah it's uh it just yeah like i said it just kind of sounds like they're conjure, conjuring black sabbath here um an okay song five out of ten you're, you're gonna hate me in this review because it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of repetition of uh of right yeah uh well, same for yeah me, so yeah i mean that's it's just yeah <laughs> nothing really to see here <laughs> need we say more <laughs> yes say less uh, exactly say less cool <laughs> um no no um i so when i when i re-listened to this song when I listened to the album a couple of times before we did our our, our broadcast tonight, um, you could tell that why this was one of the singles. That got, oh, there was a second one that got released, right? Not yeah. the third, right? Yeah. 
I think it was the second one. Okay. You could tell why this was the second one that got released because it was probably, the, in my eyes, it was the, the strongest song on the record. So the, thus far, it's only the third song in. It's only it's Screaming Suicide. It's still like the third song in, but at least it's more, it's shorter. It's like a whole minute and a half shorter than the first song, 72 Seasons. And it's a little bit shorter than Shallow, uh, Shallow, Shadows Follow. Sorry. Um, and this one just, it's not bad. It's not great. It's 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 good. It's very good. I actually put it in the in the the six point five to a seven range about as far as how good it is because it's just it's not bad. But if if it was on again and and we're, you're, we're going to be saying this left and right for the next tw- like nine songs, but like there is so much such like hey, just as they're saying, you know, as Mike and Kyle are saying, hey. They, Hey Metallica, like hey, hey Kirk, let's lay down a track. Let's just play a guitar. A lot of repetition here. They are, as I said, I feel like they were phoning it in a little bit for some of the songs. Um, but the songs that do stand out are great. Like you know, seventy two seasons starts out with a bang. This one is a lot, a lot better than Shadows Follow, in my opinion. And that's just that's how I I felt about it personally. Uh, but yeah, Screaming Suicide actually really really solid track. And for five minutes and thirty seconds, I feel like it, it, I feel like it, we're getting airplay on rock radio. I feel like that's a good time in general because it's about how long Enter Sandman is too. So Enter Sandman is like what, like a minute, like five and five minutes and what, like twenty seconds? Yeah, so it's almost the same. Like yeah, so it's about, about the same. So it kind of fits that like radio format of rock radio at least. But yeah, that's just me. Uh, Screaming Suicide, good track overall. Yeah, let's go down to track number four, which is Sleepwalk My Life Away at six minutes and. 56 seconds. Let's change it up for a second. Mike, you go first. Sleepwalk. Uh, understand, man. I mean, sleepwalk my life away. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. They, uh, it, for a moment there, they start off with that, that enter Sandman kind of riff that, and it's kind of yeah. funny because enter Sandman. Okay. Sleeping. Okay. Sleepwalk my life. Is this like just a way of like, I don't know. Is, is this their like attempt to, but actually I'll be honest with you. This is a, one of the few songs that because that intro kind of came in, I really enjoyed that intro. Mm-hmm. As much as it sounded like Enter Sandman, it was something different than just a power chord riff. Like these, the last three songs, the first three songs all have this intentional um, kind of hard rocking riff that like is nice, but it doesn't have any leads with it. It doesn't have any, you know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's just a power riff with nothing else alongside it. This was yeah. a nice kind of uh change in pace so uh sleepwalk my life away is um kind of has that just cool intro to it um and you know yeah it's just like i think this is it's just one of those songs that i just was like more appreciative of um solo's not good in it but has some more complexity to it you begin to see a little more like um you know a little bit more of kirk hammett appearing Uh, a rare kirk hammett appeared in that bush over there and he's (laughs) he's changing his hands up the guitar like he's he's actually going up the neck of the guitar guys don't panic like he's just you know he's just not like wow yeah just you know like it's it's rare that you begin to see more of this but it was nice to hear a little bit of that um you know it's just it's it's a little bit better of a song it's a six out of ten like it's just is it like you know am i saying it's like the greatest uh, thing on since sliced bread no but it's like I like to hear a little variation and, you know, it was just like um, a little bit of an improvement um, in the first four songs. So, yeah. You know, interestingly enough, Mike, I also rated this one one point higher than my others. 
So <laughs> you're an eight on this one. <laughs> right. Uh completely agree. That intro is awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the few times where you can really pick apart and hear the bass very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one main drawback I have here. It's like the one moment where Rob actually has a minute to shine. Uh, other places I feel like there's not much going on with the bass, at least that you can easily pick out. Um, you know, it's not injustice for all levels of drowned out and bad, but it's, you know, nice <laughs> to hear it. Uh, honestly, I think it's one of Headfield's best vocal performances on the record. I think mm-hmm. the song sounds great on his vocals, um, has a really nice groove going on to it that I like. Uh, it does have that weird, you know, I don't think the solo is the best. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, again, playing wise, the solo where it's good, it's well done. He plays it well. I don't think it necessarily was needed here. And, you know, I think that the solo and bridge section does go on just a tad too long. Could have probably cut it at least a quarter of the way down and would have been a little bit better. But yeah, I, I agree a little bit better of a track than the past two before it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny actually, cause his, his, I agree with you guys. His vocals is uh, really, I mean, first, I just want to say James Hetfield's vocals in general throughout the record are, are brilliant. In my opinion. I mean, for, like I said, no, for, all, for almost 60, he's killing it. Uh, he'll be 60 in August. Don't worry. We talked about that. Um, it, it's again going back to I'm, I'm, using, I'm using Kyle's analogy for a sec. This is kind of like we went up with we started up here with 72 seasons, we're down a little bit with Shadows Follow, up a little bit more with Screaming Suicide. Now we're back down a little bit with Sleep My Life Away. I didn't hate it, it was just kind of long and it was like I, I feel like I'm gonna say that for every single track except for like Lux Eternal or something like that. But like, this is just a really it, 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 it felt a little long to me. Uh, I, I I applaud the bands. I mean, apparently Rob Troll. How do you say his last name? Troll. Hello? The bassist. I forget how do I say his name? Robert. I think it's Trujillo, isn't it? Trujillo. Yeah. Trujillo, yeah. yeah. Rob Trujillo. He. I mean, he's not one to. T- typically, when you look at Metallica record, you see either James Lars or Kirk. Um. Occasionally, you see like another another like guitarist or bassist. Like, and you had Jason Newstead for like one or two songs on the Black album, but for the, it's it's just to me, I guess it was nice to hear his uh, uh, nice to hear, nice to see like Rob actually having a, a say in the writing process. I guess if that makes any sense. Like, I, I mean, it, it worked for to me, it worked for Screaming Suicide, but for this one, it didn't really, it, it didn't really add too much. Plus, it's also it's, the track is six minutes and fifty six seconds. It's all it's almost seven minutes long. It was a little long for me. Um, personally, but I just I, I, I liked it overall. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not, not gonna say I hated it, but um, I just um, I mean, I liked it. I liked it for what it was. I mean, I wouldn't say I loved it though, but that's me. Um, are we are, are we good with track four? Uh, yep. five. I mean, yeah, I see you saying. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good. Okay. Cool. All right, now we're down to track five with "You Must Burn." I got a lot to say in this. You want me to go first in this? Sure. You thing. go first. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. So I was when, when I first read the Wikipedia page, the day the album came out, like, like right, I'm going to say, I said, the album comes out today. I'm excited to listen to it. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the new metallic album, whatever. I'm getting ready. I hear background vocals besides just James. And I'm like, oh my God, Rob, I'm going to butcher the name. Tro, 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 how do you say his name? Forgive me. Trillio or, yeah. Trillio? Yeah. 
you hear Rob's bait, Rob, as a background vocalist on this song. Now, did I think it worked? Uh, sure, <laughs> I guess you could say so. I mean, it's a give or take. Um, but I mean, it's it's not a bad track. I mean, it, it might not. It's not a good track, but it's not like a bad. It's very mid. It's a very meh track for me. Uh, I I have to say, I think that this one is like a solid. Like, uh, F, I'm getting. I don't, I don't really rate tracks, but I would say like personally for me, like you must have burned us. It's at about a five point five for me. Like it's was, it was like literally in the middle for me. Very very middle middle ground on this one i just i didn't hate it didn't love it it was just kind of just there and plus the length of it seven minutes and three seconds long really got to me it was like this one felt a little long personally but that's that's just me and my own opinion um let's jump over to mike actually mike what do you think about you must burn yeah it was so slow and so black sabbathy and so hetfield's voice in the middle of the he does an off note kind of like it sounds almost like they made a mistake in the in the production the like, yeah no. making this night i'm like what is going on and this is i feel like they're trying to conjure the black album here even uh even uh someone shook uh lars and was like hey do that drum thing in black album where you double tap the the drum like you used to do in the black album he's like all right cool and they're like you want me to do anything else that Follows in the background. No, that's good. Just do that, and it'll and animal people will, will go. Oh, that sounds like the blackout. Cool. Like I felt like this was such a. We're gonna try to make make a song that sounds like the black album, and we're on uh, at the same time we're going to worship Black Sabbath, um, and simultaneously just like kind of crap all over the idea that we're like still a thrash band, and and this is the problem with this album. This band does not want to change gears. If the song starts out a, a, a certain way, it stays that way the whole time. If it yep. starts slow, it goes slow the whole time. If it starts mid-pace, it goes mid the whole way. And if it goes fast, when I say fast, folks, I mean, when you go to Taco Bell and they tell you something's going to be hot, it's like not hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, Comes sure, out it's lukewarm. hot. Yeah, and it's like our lawyers are standing yep. by to be sued by anyone. It's It's fast. Yeah, like it's a seven out of ten, like not like their previous material, which if it said fast, it was like razor sharp, you know, nine, you know, speed nine, speed ten. No, like it just never knows how to change gear. And that's my biggest problem with this album is like it you need something to kind of like add a part that's gonna like here comes the rocking part. And it's just like, no, it just all stays the same speed. So I originally had this as a three, but then I kind of bumped it up to a four out of ten for uh yeah it was just agonizing and long could have been trimmed like a good two and a half minutes off of this song and you still probably would have been like okay what else is gonna happen in this song and check my pulse and yeah all that kind of stuff so kyle loved this track uh <laughs> i wouldn't say that so <laughs> this one I, I don't i don't think i hate it as much as mike mm. But I, I do completely agree. It's very Sabbathy. This is might as well just have been titled Metallica doing Black Sabbath here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's cool. They don't do a bad job at it, I guess. Not necessarily what I want to hear when I listen to Metallica. Uh, I do like the lyrics, actually. I like the whole anti-cancel culture vibe they got going on with that. Like the lyrics like uh, foul fingers spin mob mentality. I actually like that quite a bit. And then, you know, the whole chorus, who's the next witch you must burn. Great. You know, awesome. I like what they're saying. I wish they didn't have this slow, plodding, meandering, 
yeah. tempo throughout the entirety of the track. Like Mike said, completely. I'm not going to say too much in like a repetition of it, but look back at songs like "Fade to Black," "For Whom the Bell Tolls," "Battery." They would start off one way, and they would transition to be other things. Even Master mm-hmm. Puppets, look at that. Mm-hmm. It starts off, and then you have that slow like bridge in there. Mm-hmm. You don't have that anywhere on this record until mm-hmm. the last track, which we'll get to. That's the one change-up that happens. The one major tempo change-up. Everything else is just, and most of it, is just mid-tempo the entire way for mm-hmm. seven minutes. And this one is worse to me because it's like a slow-tempo track for the entirety of the runtime seven minutes of just metallica doing black sabbath which (laughs) as me not being the biggest sabbath person doesn't work as well as i'd like it to that bridge doesn't work at all Mm. i'm sorry having i don't know if it's james's vocals or rob singing at the same time as james there (laughs) that something's getting thrown off and it just doesn't sound good that's the one spot on the record. I think the vocals don't sound good. Uh, mm. So this one, it's not terrible. I wouldn't call it a bad song. It's just a five out of ten for me. It's one of the lower points of the record, but it's not like overtly bad. All right. Well, <laughs> we're all kind of just like, all right, that kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Uh, but then. From out of nowhere comes track number six, which is Lux Eterna. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, gentlemen. Uh, I love. I'll start. This one. I love this track. I, I could see why it was. I could see why it was the lead single from the record. I could definitely see like it's 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 sharpness of it. It's like it hits you directly. That drum intro just gets to you. Um. And it's the shortest song on the record. <laughs> Mind you, it's at three minutes and 26 seconds. It's like they were trying to go for a radio hit. Um, no, but seriously, though, um, I when that chorus kicks in of uh, the I'm not, I'm not going to try and sing it, but James is going Lux Eterna, like the, the actual chorus is really catchy. I, I, I when I first started, I was like, this is really cool. I like this a lot. I hate the promotional artwork for it because the album cover sucks. But this is great stuff. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so it's like, but this, I, I, I really enjoy this track. This is this to me. This is the standout track on this record. As much as I enjoyed seventy two seasons as a title track, this one is a definite like nine, nine point five out of ten. Just hitting hard, quick, fast metal song. Love to see it. Love to hear it. I know that Kyle loved this song too. <laughs> I did. You know, I'll build off of that. Uh, this is a ten out of ten for me. Oh wow! I absolutely love this track, and like you said, that chorus, best chorus on the record, hands oh, down, yeah. not a doubt about it. Best, most memorable chorus here. Um, very welcome change. It's the fastest song on the record. Is it the fastest thing they've ever done? No, but it's a nice change up, and it's awesome. And then one thing I want to point out is the whole "full speed or nothing" lyric in that chorus. Where's that mindset for the rest of the record? <laughs> exactly. Non-existent. So I really like this one. It's a classic Metallica track. They should have learned from this track when they recorded it. Like, huh, maybe we don't need everything to be this long track. We can just make a short song. Look, Let's look at the Black Album, right? 
their most commercially successful, and in my opinion, their best record, one of the top five albums of all time. But on that, they managed to have songs that were not just long for the sake of being long. They were about usually that album hover around like five to six minute mark, right? But they all actually went somewhere. There was a purpose to it. This shows that they can write songs like this. Why they don't do it more, I'll never understand. Same thing on Hardwired, where they had the title track, Hardwired, to self-destruct, is one of the best on there. Because it's just straight to the point. There's no, no, like bells and whistles for no reason and it's awesome and this song uh, best chorus best thing on well it's tied for best track on the album for me uh there's two major standouts this is the first of them my and then mike's gonna come and be like i hate this song (laughs) (laughs) um you know uh it's only positive thing that really keeps it um as one of the better tracks on the album is that it's not super long so let's put it this way if like all you know you're gonna do is is one thing do that one thing and don't beat that into the ground and i think that's i think that's an important thing of this album is like they kind of do the same thing over and over again and this this song allows them to do that which then done well but not be it and just drag it on so i appreciate them not doing it if they're not going to add anything don't uh keep us waiting around for them to add something like we what's coming up next oh just repeat the same thing it was nice to just yeah three minutes and 26 seconds that riff is cool it's got that speed um you know solos all right uh yeah it's like uh it's probably the best uh, track on the album to be honest with you 6.5 um you know uh you know like i said it's nothing like i'm blown away by um you know it didn't start out with an acoustic kind of, um, you know, intro that went into like, uh, you know, something like a cool kind of like, um, you know, that would have been really cool if it started out with an acoustic thing and then went into like a, you know, a, a, a certain type of riff and then it was hit with, then it led into the Luxy Turna thing. It just kind of did the Luxy Turna thing all the way through. Oh, Mike, so. you know, acoustic guitars are not allowed on this album. <laughs> not yeah. Allowed. I believe I believe that's a they all wrote on a little paper at the studio no acoustic guitars I just I put it up on the wall so that they could like you know someone breaks one out like ah, 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 you know I blame Lars wanna, ah Lars I blame yeah his freaking just stock drumming he was like <laughs> hey, if I can't have my sane anger trash can snare you can't have an acoustic yeah screw that yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah oh my god. So that was that was Lux Eterna, the center of the record at track number six. Let's jump down to as want to say thank you for thank you for everyone who's jumping in the chat board, by the way. I appreciate all of you. Um, we all do. Um yeah, so all right, we go from Lux Eterna to a somewhat longer song with five minutes and forty-nine seconds of Crown of a Barbed Wire. Kyle, what a dip. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's the worst song uh you know i think there's worse things on here uh, it has a cool guitar riff but again it doesn't do much it has a weird transition to an underwhelming bridge this has major load era vibes to it which i'm not the biggest fan of that record it has a couple of standout songs but this brought me back to that time 
you know, it, it's a six out of 10 again, coming from Lux Eterna right into that. It's a bit of a dip, but it's not, it's not something I would consider horrendously bad. I, I wouldn't put it on the same level as you must burn. It doesn't mainly because it doesn't overstay its welcome too much, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's a six out of 10. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, do you want me to go next? Do you got it or? Yeah, you can go next. All right, cool. So crown of a barbed wire. I mean, uh, we said this from the get go. I feel like Lars, I feel like Hatfield's lyrics are very personal on this record. I I think we all kind of agree on that. Um, The lyrics are not the problem here. I feel like the problem here is the music itself. The music itself begins to like um, the mirror. The music begins to like get a little like just I mean, first off, it's the seventh song on the record coming off of Lux Eternal. Lux Eternal was a heart, just a fast, quick paced song. And then you get into Crown of a Barbed Wire. We're like, all right, and we're getting getting a little longer. It's not a bad song, but it is a step down, though, from Lux Eterna. And um, in my opinion, uh, not not bad, not a bad song, not just a just a song in general. That's very much like, you know, so it's it's. It's we hit a really good high with Lux Eternal. Like, like it's something like you're driving through like a big valley or a field. You're going up the hill a little bit with Lux Eternal, and then you're going down a little bit with Crown of a Barbed Wire, if you put it that way. Uh, that's the where I kind of stand on it. It is five minutes and 49 seconds, so it is a little bit longer than Lux Eternal. So it, it, it feels long to an extent, but yeah, I can definitely see where Kyle's coming from. Mike, what do you got for Crown of a Barbed Wire? Do you, I smell the I Hated shirt coming out on this one. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> it, it. It's my background would allow. Yeah, it's a three out of ten. I'm sorry, oh, I hate man. to say those words, but this was agonizing. The just, just this intro that's just go like just bland. You know, it's just doing some uh once again Sabbath Sabbath stuff going on. It just kind of just does nothing, man. It was just yeah, I. I was just like wondering what is going on here. Like, um, you must burn in Crown of Barbed Wire are some of my least favorite tracks on the album. Uh and uh it just doesn't get any uh better here. So yeah, three out of ten. There's not much I can say about it besides like I agree with Kyle, it kind of conjured up some of the load or reload, probably more like reload. But it was just hey, like whoa, whoa, reload was actually good, Mike. I'll fight you on that one. <laughs> Hey, listen here, all right. We love. I have to spit the truth, all right, sir. And give me fuel, uh, give me fire. Like, my God, when I listen to Crown of Our War, and then I listen to, I mean, any of their first five albums, it just really makes me just, just can't believe this is where they're at. Um, putting out music for the sake of mu- putting it out, not really bringing anything to the table. No risks. No. Cool turns. You too. All right. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I hate that guy. I'm a big fan of them too, but that's besides the point. Um. Anyways, crowd of a barbed wire. We that, that we showed we shared some we shed some light on that. Let's talk about chasing light, oh. which is six minutes and forty five seconds long. We got a couple six minute tracks here. Let's let's talk about chasing light for a second. Um. I'm actually gonna. I, I'm gonna couple times. Kyle, can you start this one? Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure thing. Thank you. This is an interesting track for me in that I actually like the chorus of it. The chorus, I think, is actually pretty solid. I really like the the lean on me yells that he does. But overall, as a song, it's a five out of ten. 
other than that course it has really not much going for it uh it just again one of those tracks that just meanders along you have the cool chorus and it's like all right we built a an almost seven minute song around this one cool idea that we had and that's about it uh five out of ten really doesn't do much for me uh i actually liked it more it's interesting this is a track that i think kind of similar to how mike felt about 72 seasons is this is one that on first listen this was in my tops like i had a lot of tracks kind of reversed in how i felt about them over repeated listens i like this one quite a bit at first and then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, eh, I have to weed through a lot of crap to get to that chorus. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. D- Mike, do you want me to go or you got it? Or? Um, I'll just go to get myself out of the way. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like it was just, uh, like it was nice to hear him like scream something in the chorus, you know, and it was like, it was like, wow, like they're showing signs of like, um, like, you know, just going out of the same bubble that they've been doing for the last songs, and they just yeah, it almost reminded me of like a Megadeth for a couple seconds there. But like Kyle was saying, this is just it's just there's nothing really defined here. It's just kind of like the the riff is kind of cool with the chorus, and other than that, like it just you know yeah, it's just like it's just a kind of a bland song. It's definitely like five out of ten. I agree with you there. And just nothing really special here. Need we say more? We're all on the <laughs> same boat here. <laughs> We're all pretty much on the same page. Unfortunately, <laughs> chasing light is just one of the. It's like a. I'll give it. I'll give it like a five point five. I'll be. I'll be nice about it. Just, <laughs> I'll be the nice guy here. Unfortunately, sorry everyone. <laughs> but no, it, it's not. It's it's guess it's, it's not bad. It's just forgettable. It's kind of boring, and it's six minutes and forty five seconds. Long. Nothing. Hey, look. I said this when I did my initial reaction. I know I don't mind long songs. I mean, I, I love so many songs that are some of my favorite songs of all time are over seven minutes long or eight minutes long. I, music and has no time limit. It could be something like Rush where it's like 21 minutes long. It could be something as short as Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon by Queen, which is like a 52 second song. Could be anything. So, but just length plays a factor in this, in my rating and my role and my feeling of this um, record as a whole is just like the length of the songs really just gets me after a while. That's that's just Remember, me though. Remember, the length doesn't matter; it's how you use it. <laughs> here, 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 here. That that wasn't a sex joke, right? I want to want to make sure we're good. <laughs> no, we're talking about the length of the songs, JT. What yeah. are you talking about? JT. Sorry, I have such a dirty mind now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about the length of the song, not the length of something else. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, no worries. No worries. We're not going to get clean. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, chasing light was very, very mid for me. I mean, I, I, again, I'm saying, I'm saying like a five, five point five here as well. Um, going back and forth on the two, but yeah, that's nothing crazy. Let's talk about track number nine here, called "If Darkness Had a Sun." Um, the the single release, by the way, is very like the album cover for the single is so like strange at the same time. It's like, it's like a guy on this, like jumping on his side or whatever. And it's the Metallica logo underneath it. It's kind of weird. I will say that, but I'll just, I'm gonna let Mike go first before I go off on like the album covers again and how yellow was a weird choice, but go on, Mike, what do you got? (laughs) Um, God, these clotting intros are just so they're laboring, you know, like, 
it's just like you're waiting for the song to go and come on go go and finally when it takes off the reward is just kind of like okay and um kind of catchy uh chorus and you know like uh has some some things that'll get stuck in your head but it's just like it really is lacking a lot of those elements that i was speaking about um early on and it, what's nice is it kind of has like some of the little bit of a lead over top of um over the rhythm and you know it, it kind of does some of that well but other than that it's just kind of like it's plodding it's slow and it's clumsy the drumming is just clumsy i mean honestly i really feel like they're just making this album so Lars can play it live and not feel like he has to uh, um, keep up with the rest of their material that makes him have to like channel his Hulk, you know, powers to like be able to perform it. So yeah, it's five out of 10. It's just kind of, yeah, you know, it's just boring. It's plotting, you know. Kyle, is there any hope for darkness and the sun? Yes, actually. Surprisingly so. This was, you know, being the third single released, this was the last one I listened to before the album. I didn't listen to 72 seasons beforehand because I, mm-hmm. I draw the line at three songs before a record. So this one at first, I hated this. I, when I first heard this track, I couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, upon further listening, it grew on me a lot. It's actually one of the catchiest choruses on the record. I actually mm-hmm. really like uh, really like this one. It could have benefit from being trimmed down, like Mike said at times. Does it kind of just plod and you know meander along? Yes, um, but again, that's something I'm not going to. You know, it's the whole album, as we've said, is can benefit from that. This is an eight out of ten for me. I like this one a lot. I find myself going back to it significantly more than a lot of the others. Um, is there problems with it? Sure, but that chorus is great. And the lyrics on it too, again, very like in, like introspective and personal. I, I like that hearing it from Hetfield. Nice. Uh, I'll go next if that's okay. Um, I so. Well, you I have actually, to go next because we both <laughs> go off. But I mean, I don't know. Oh maybe my god, a, I'm so losing my person. <laughs> Sorry, I had to unmute myself just so I could uh, interject that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I'm watching the chat board. Forgive me, everyone. I'm like, I'm like, what the, anyways, but um, thank you for interacting, <laughs> but no, but I, sorry, I'm losing my brain cells as we speak. I'm getting so much from, um, no, this one did grow on me. This one did, you know, it's, you could see why it was released as a single. I mean, yes, it's what, six thirty six minutes and 36 seconds. Totally cool. Again, music has no length. It's ultimately whatever they decided to do. Um, I really like this one as well. Actually, now that I think about it, I was I was again re-listening to it more and more. I'm like, if I figuring out like the ones that I really liked, I really liked all the singles that got released from this record for whatever reason. I and that's no diss to like the other songs in the record, but forever whatever reason, the singles that got released, I I, I actually only listened to Lux Eterna and Screaming Suicide. But going through my whole listen to, I'm like, ah, oh, the singles are probably the strongest songs on here i mean just just saying but this one actually is really good really good take i really like the track a lot and uh yeah i'm gonna say that this is um yeah i like this one a lot so um it's a solid seven out of ten for me Uh, it's actually it's really really good um what if it's i have to sort of be in the mood for it in a sense though like like 
not not in a bad way be in a mood for it, but just be like, oh yeah, I gotta be like, if it's on, I'm gonna be happy that it's on, and then I'm not gonna be bothered by it like you know the way like other music uh, like turn that off. You know, I, I'm actually like if it's on, I'll be like, all right, good, that's on. So that's the way I feel about that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's if darkness had a sun. Let's go down to too far gone, which is the tenth track on the record. Tenth track on the record, Mike. We're right, so far answer. into this record. <laughs> the answer is yes. But anyway, um, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, it literally, this is one of those songs that suffers from album fatigue. And it's like, if you had mm-hmm. taken this song and just released it by itself, like separate from an album and just alone without previous material to like put it up against, the opening riff wouldn't sound so kind of just similar. Like, the opening riff is actually kind of cool, but then it just kind of goes into a parts that like, I just personally feel like lose the momentum and um, it's not a bad song, but once again, this is where listening to an entire album changes the rating and, um, and uh, versus just a single song. And uh, yeah, it just started out promising, but then once I got to just parts of the song, I'm just like, it's just the same thing. You know, it's just kind of like, not some, it does some cool things, but just not enough of it to keep me interested. So it's just, you know, no shock here. It's five out of ten. <laughs> just <laughs> like, you know, uh, don't hate it. But also with, with what I've heard, I'm just just at this point ready to just shut the damn thing off and uh, be done with it. You know, and I was, at that point, I was just like, <sighs> when I saw the last song, I'm like, no, no. Why is this 11 minutes long? What what? What have I done to you, Metallica? You just do this to me. I'm gonna go into rehab after this. But oh. yeah, like, uh, sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, write your letters to. Uh, <laughs> if you want to file a complaint to Mike, you can reach us on yeah. Twitter and Instagram at Twitter, the Super yes. Review Show. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, clearly, yeah, he's too because uh, clearly he's too far gone. Um, yeah, <laughs> for for me, and we're all too far gone at this point. This is no, no. I remember this. This was the song because after Open Darkness had a son, I, I actually came on to it. Like, and I no, so that came out wrong. Sorry. I I got to the song on the record and I was like, oh my God, is it over yet? Because I, I didn't realize how long it was. Like, you start to feel the, it is too far gone. You start to feel how long it is until, around this point. And I'm like, literally, I, this song and then Room of Mirrors and then the, in a Morta, whatever it's called. I was like, oh, my God, is this over yet? I was like, but this was when I started to feel like, you know, I just I was like, all right, where is this? What are we doing? I started like to, I was I was eating breakfast at the time when I when I first listened to this. And I was like. Where am I? Like, And I'm in my house and I'm like, where where am I? What's going on here? When I, I just felt so lost because it just was going on for so long. And I agree with Mike's point, though. This, this, this is the part on the record where it's like it starts to feel from album fatigue and it does feel, I agree with him to, to a T on that truthfully and how it, it really just feels like there's the album just starts to lose. It's like your attention. You start to feel like a little bit like, uh, it's almost like you're driving at night, like it's four in the morning. You're like, I'm almost there. It's almost daybreak. I'm going to make it. I swear. <laughs> yep. And sure enough, you're like, Oh yeah. And then, then the guy, then you hit a car crash. And once you get to in a mortar, but that's besides the point. Um, no, but that's this. This was the part on the record where I was like, I was just, is it over yet? <laughs> like, literally, I was, I was saying out loud, is it over yet? Is it done? What's going on? <laughs> there's two, there's another 16 minutes on this record, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Kyle, is there any hope for Too Far Gone? Cow. Uh, I think this might be the first track here where me and Mike are in complete agreement. 
on a five out of 10. It's again, album fatigue for sure. Yeah. Like not to the point of me. I don't think I had as bad as JT where I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for this album still going. Uh, It wasn't that bad for me, but the song Mm -hmm. itself, it's just one of those same sounding riffs on its own. It probably would have been good, Mm. but it just, at this point I was just kind of bored. I think it has the weakest chorus of the record, to be honest with you. It's it's an unpopular opinion. I've seen, you know, online, this seems to be a fan favorite and, you know, maybe out of context of the album, I'd feel different, but listening to the album back to back multiple times, just this is not one of the standouts. Um, I think the I think the solo though on this one actually does work. I think it's one of the few solos on the record where I'm like, oh yeah, I like the solo on here. I think that's it though. I mean, that's all I got on this one. But JT, I'm gonna bring us into the next one because here's where for me the record absolutely picks up and ends on a massive note with Room of Mirrors and Ina Morata. Two of the best songs in the album. I'll start with Room of Mirrors. Uh, finally, Mike's probably in disagreement here, but I, I, finally, had to, I was, I was doing this song. We have a dynamic <laughs> shift from the intro to the first verse. And just hearing that made me so happy because it wasn't just <laughs> intro riff, verse lyrics over intro riff. And it was mm. so nice. You, we had that a little bit on Sleepwalk My Life Way, and then it just kind of stopped. Uh, I like the lyrics on this one a lot, being very like introspective, uh, discussing like being open with others, like reflecting upon yourself. The one thing that drags this song down for me, this is a nine for me. Uh, the one thing that drags it down is it didn't need a guitar solo. And this is something that I feel like the album as a whole suffers from and Metallica as a whole occasionally suffers from late career Metallica I'm talking about is that I think we need to realize that not every song needs a guitar solo I'm sorry I know that's like blasphemy for a Metallica fan or a fan of like metal at all these days not every song needs a guitar solo sometimes you just have to play to what the song needs I don't think this one needed it at all it just kind of comes in and just throws off the flow for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually really like this one a lot. Nine out of 10. I, I love the throwback. Uh, even the way he sings it to Broken, Beaten, Scarred. Awesome. Wow. Um, Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two out of 10. Just... <laughs> four it's a four out of ten for me it was just uh okay. at this point it was just kind of like uh, even when they changed up like kyle was saying i was just the change-ups were, were like they were they were refreshing but they just like didn't really add anything that could drive the expectation of what was to come in a positive direction it was just hey a change of cool like i just personally just saw it was just like too late it's too late man you guys can't start doing this now and and like um this 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 needed to be a consistent thing throughout the album so so yeah four out of ten for me um it was just i don't really have much to say about it to be honest with you i it was just not i just wasn't a fan of 
of the song. If anything, I wanted to go lower, but I kind of came back out of the hole that I was digging myself into this with this album. Maybe you were too far gone into the room. Too far, of I was too far gone, and I was in a room of mirrors, looking at myself, saying, "Why am I listening to this?" And then, you know, and then you're screaming in a morta, <laughs> and in a god of vida, whatever the hell. It, yeah, in a god of vida. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Iron. But... <laughs> <laughs> you got me there uh anyways uh i actually so when i was saying that i had album fatigue i was more i was mainly talking about too far gone the more i thought about it room of mirrors i do agree to both of your point i'm, I'm kind of in the middle of both of you on this one like the, this is room of mirrors is a very very good track um uh, there's nothing there's nothing like when i go back to it more than i like like Mainly, I I don't think I'd go back to it as much as I would because it's too far into the record. Unless I were to put it into like a playlist or whatever and click shuffle or stuff like that. But uh, no, but in a more but room of mirrors, I actually I I I did like it a lot. I I I it took me a second to realize what you were talking about, and then I was like, oh my god, that's right, we're talking about room of mirrors. We're not we're not talking about too far gone. What am I thinking? <laughs> I was like, what's, what's <laughs> happening here? I'm, yeah. I'm I'm losing my mind slowly after talking about this long record. Um. No, but it, it's a very good track. I liked it a lot. Uh, it did end. It, it did. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. Like, you, and the, the way you worded it was very careful. You're like, it circles back to the beginning, like with seventy two seasons. I, I forget how you worded that because that what that what what you no. What you there's did, a there's a callback to broken, beaten, scarred from oh from death magnetic in there. Oh, I'm sorry. I for some reason because I, I thought you meant then I thought you said there's a callback to the seventies the title track that I missed. I was like, oh what? you had my hopes up for a second. I was like, this is like it's like 21st century breakdown all over again. No, <laughs> no. I thought it was like that. You had me for a sec. I was like, oh my god, because I forgot about that. Anyways, I digress. Uh I thought there was that for a second, and then I realized, oh wait, you're right. Bummer. Uh too bad. Uh Room of Mirrors. Uh it's a good track. I, I'm gonna give it a, a solid like seven out of ten. Nothing nothing crazy. Super special, but definitely something worth listening to as well. And now we get to all 11 minutes and 10 seconds of in a more. Let me uh, let me take this one away. <laughs> Kyle, you I got, are in I got a lot to say. Um, this is their longest song, a longest original song. I'll say that because Merciful Fate from Garage Inc. was 11 minutes and 11 seconds long, <laughs> one second longer. This is their longest original song. <laughs> and Mike, he's over here saying he hates it. Uh, this track, along with Lux Eterna, are tied for my favorite. This is a 10 out of 10, straight 10 out of 10 here. Um, this is like My Friend of Misery from the Black Album meets Fixer from Reload. And I adore both those tracks. Um, I like the lyrics a lot on this one. It has the one mellow part on the record. Mm. And that kicks ass it sounds so good james sounds fantastic on it and then when it comes back in and he does that the one kind of like harsher vocal he does on the record when it comes back in and picks back up amazing it's the one song on the album that doesn't feel its length to me other than like lux eterna which is only three minutes this is 11 minutes and 10 seconds and doesn't feel like it at all to me like this is when i can just listen to and that's what i love about this is what we were saying earlier about how you can have a long song like it depends how you use that time in the song it depends 
how you work the song. And I think they did it perfectly in here. It's the perfect album closer. It's the one song. If all the songs on here were the length that they are, if they were all long songs and they treated them like they did with this song, where it actually keeps it interesting, this whole album could have been points higher than I ended up going with it. But uh, I love this song. Ends the album with a bang. Let's throw it to Mike so he can shit all over it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Yes. Uh, Plotting Black Sabbath, just mundane. I just, my God, when he was yelling misery, I was literally almost yelling that out. Like, take me, like misery. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like five minutes in. I'm oh my just, God. You're killing me, I'm Mike. serious. You're killing like, me. I literally yelled that out when I was listening in my car. I was like, misery. I feel misery. Like, she she loves me. Like, take me away. Like, you know, like, I just like. It's oh not what God. you're living doing- for, I guess. <laughs> right as that well you're living for yeah like literally i like it's doing this black sabbathy kind of thing in the background and it's so freaking slow and just just freaking clunky that it it to get to this point now at the album is a it, it's just doing a disservice to like the original speed of the album it needed to be put in the somewhere in the middle of the album like and just to be this long ass song, it needed to be half the time, and it, and it might have survived more, but it was just my God, just painful for me to listen to. So, um, and I because I just don't like this sound for Metallica. It doesn't fit their sound. It just feels like they're doing an impersonation of um, other sounds and kind of paying tribute to them, and it just doesn't fit for them. So, um, yeah, just four out of ten, just uh, like. It just, it was painful. <laughs> oh, my, you're killing me. I'm sorry, man. I wish I could, I wish I could have seen something else in it, but Look, it was just. Go oh. listen to it without the album fatigue, buddy. I'm sure I'm you'll try. Like a lot I'm more. Try. I'm going to try, but I, I did listen to uh, random songs that I had like lower ratings on and like, okay, that's what I do. I listen to an entire album. Everything I had good ratings on, I tend to like put it on the shelf and say okay i'm pretty set on these let's go back to these ones and really try to like listen to them out of place and i didn't listen to this one first but i did definitely listen to like you must burn and then crown of barbed wire and chasing lay and then uh and then room of mirrors and and amorta like not all together but three here two there whatever and they just continued to stay the same but uh yeah it was tough it's tough coach I actually really like this song. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Hey, 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 fair enough. So, fair enough. I, I hate to put Mike in that position and put him in the corner. No, I trust Fan me. I was favorite. born. <laughs> but I was born in the position. I, I, I'm nowhere near as ecstatic about it as Kyle is. It's, it's definitely above like a, a, a seven for me. Like I'm sitting in like, let me just tell you right up front. I'm sitting about like an eight out of ten because the first, the first time I listened to it, I was like, all right. Here, I mean, look, again, going back, I don't hate long songs. Some of my favorite songs of all time are like seven or eight minute songs. I get that. Listening to this, I <laughs> Mike, we know that <laughs> you want to give it thumbs down. I get it. Um, but listen, I, I actually did what Kyle said. I and I, I listened to that one song 
I listen to each one. I, I I listen to the album start to finish. Yes, a couple of times. But I, I went back and I listened to just a select tracks like Amorta, In Amorta, um, or Luxaterna, or you know, just a couple of the tracks separately, and it made a little bit different of a listening experience for me. So, and I applaud Metallica for making an eleven minute and ten second song. I applaud them. And actually, at the very, very, very end of it, you kind of hear like them go like in the background, they're talking or whatever. Or whatever. I don't know if you heard that or not. That was kind of cool. Uh, like in like the studio, I don't. Know if you, it was like the last five seconds of it, but whatever. Um, no, this was a surprise because when I first saw it, I was like, "Holy God, this song is eleven minutes long." Because I mean, because not many people are used to that, and some people are not used to that. I I am, but not maybe not to the fullest extent. But I really have come to enjoy this track. It's, it really shows you how some bands can make songs that are long, but doesn't mean that they're going to suck. And they, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it, you know, going. And it, I, I actually really liked it quite a bit. So I'm, I'm giving sending. I, I know I don't normally rate stuff like I said, but this is an eight out of ten. This is a surprise eight out of ten because I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I'm very shocked actually, but I, I did. I enjoyed this song. A lot more than I thought I would, because the first listen to it, I was like, "What is this?" Then it grew on me, like just like, just like if Darkness had a son grew grew for Kyle, this one grew on for me even more. I was like, "Wow, this one actually really, like, had unique parts to it and whatnot." And it was, I know, I know, Mike hated it, but I, it, hey, you can you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is just somewhere like I see him now. He's like he's giving this double thumbs up, like you suck, JT. I know, like I know. No, I. Anything, if anything, if you come from like my era of time and listening to Metallica, where all you knew was what they had then, but you didn't like you guys are coming from it at like where you had a lot of the albums out while you were kind of getting into metal and stuff like that. So your perception of Metallica is a more blended experience, whereas mine is like oil and water. It's like old and new are are not meeting because they're not blended correctly they're 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 like we've gone over to one side with very little elements of the other we're not somewhere blended in the middle and that's really hurting their current sound yeah no i mean i i see your <laughs> point and just and i'm just sharing my opinion too yeah and kyle, and kyle has started sh- drawing hearts around this the, the song <laughs> Um, <laughs> we, awesome. we do this show on zoom ladies and gentlemen we do it yes. live on youtube and on top of that we do it um <laughs> and you can draw on the board too since we're letting you guys know um but yeah that's our track by track we tried something a little bit different today we wanted to talk about each track one by one as a group instead of going like hey let's what was your favorite track i don't know stand a tra- and we, we, we took our time today which was nice let's jump back over to um any of the comments of the track listing though Nope, I'm ready to give my rating. Let's talk about that rating, guys. So, Kyle, you go first. What was your rating for? Ha! It was a solid 8.352. Uh, no, we, we got a, a light 7.5. Light okay. 7.5. A little bit, you know, technically average everything out. It's probably about like 7.4, but, you know, nice round numbers here. Uh, is it their best work? No. But generally, Metallica is a band that even their worst albums don't really go below, a, you know, five or six for me. I can usually find something other than like Lulu. Yeah, that's I've been able to find something on any of their albums, including St. Anger. Like there's a couple of really good tracks on there that get overlooked a lot. So there's always something this album. It, it's no St. Anger. 
I don't think anyone here would put it in the same level as that. Hopefully Mike wouldn't, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, now for looking at it in regard of the later era Metallica, let's say like death magnetic onwards, I would say probably sits for me somewhere between death magnetic and hardwired death magnetic. I never understood the hate for that. I think it's an absolutely incredible album Metallica or otherwise it's fantastic. Yeah. People have qualms at the production, but the songwriting was all there on that one. Um, great album. Hardwired to me, the highs on that album were for sure, without a doubt, higher than the highs on this record. But Hardwired also had a lot of forgettable tracks to borderline bad tracks. Um, but, you know, this album, like I said early on, it's incredibly consistent with what it does. And I don't think anyone can say that it's, you know, anything otherwise, but it's consistent to a fault. What would have been nice was to have either another like Lux Eterna style track in there to really pick things up again, cut down on the track times a bit, or even just throw in like a ballad, throw in, it doesn't even have to be like a nothing else matters type ballad, it doesn't have to be fully, you know, slow like that, but maybe like something like The Unforgiven or, you know, like Fixer from Reload or even like anything, anything, even like one of the ballads from Load would have been great. Even like the day that never comes from Death Magnetic. That's a great something song. to like yeah, really change things up and give it a different vibe. But we didn't get that. What we got was a lot of mid-tempo, Sabbath sounding, just the same riff over and over, occasionally going into another. Uh, but now I think the big question here is, how does it compare to the last Megadeth album? <laughs> oh, I man, went back and looked tough. at my rating for the Megadeth record. Yeah, um, that I gave about approximately six point two five, and I still agree that I think this is a better record than Megadeth's. Depending on how you want to look at it, if you want to look at it in terms of what I would rather listen to, it's this album any day. But if you look at if you look at it in terms of what's a better like thrash album, what's a better what album has better guitar solos, more memorable solos? It's Megadeth any day. You know, Kiko is an incredible guitar player. He yeah. killed it on that record. Um, but again, Mustaine's voice kills that one. Go check out our video on that album. But I think yes, this one is do. better, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you're sitting at a 7.5, you said? 7.5. 7.5. And it beat not bad, and- not great. Beat Megadeth's rating too. Uh Mike. Hey. You love this record so ah! much. I can't wait to get the deluxe vinyl edition and have it have Kirk Hammett sign my man boo. But anyway, um oh yeah. What is there to say about Metallica? If you're like me, you're an old school fan. Um, most of their current albums aren't even in the conversation. I never was a load reload guy, but I look back on those albums and they have their modern sound. And if you think about it, a lot of their sound was tainted by the fame and departure of the kind of elements that I grew up listening to with Metallica that I fell in love with. Um, a lot of their more modern, more edgy, thrashy, you know, not to say thrashy, but like modern thrash. Not like old school thrash, um, you know, uh, the aggressive thrash riffs, the harmonized guitars. Um, those are the parts I really miss. And uh, when I go, when I approach a new Metallica, Metallica album and they're just completely gone, 
Um, it's really hard for me to even put them in a conversation, a serious conversation. Um, and I know Kyle felt very strong about the vocal um, abilities of James Hetfield. I couldn't be more disagreeing in the sense that uh, I listened to all the old Metallica albums with Hetfield's melodic voice that the, the chorus was fresh. It kept going in a certain direction. Like, but this one, he kind of just did like, you know, a quick short vocal phrase and then stop and then a quick short short vocal phrase and stop he didn't do like that's more to do with the songwriting than his actual ability though yeah he could probably actual vocal ability right now yeah sounding the best he has ever a hundred percent and i agree you know like uh if he had the opportunity in the song to to follow a, a, a melodic kind of uh, line of notes that uh, kind of went somewhere i think he do a great job and he actually sure. did have, his voice sounds good but he just doesn't have the opportunity you know and if just put some of my interest in perspective you know master puppets 10 ride the lightning 10 you know injustice 9 kill them all 8.5 black album 7.5 i know a lot of people would be shocked i know that oh i am God. stomping on I am stomping on a lot of heads, but I want to give you a, an idea of the sound that I felt the Black Album shifted towards kind of uh, continued this trend. And I, and the change that happened there really happened here. Um, you know, just to kind of go over some of the things I thought about this album, clunky, repetitive riffs, uh, drawn out intros that were slow and plotting, um, uh, kind of just very forgettable sloppy drumming you know um, dumbed down so he could play it easier live um solos are so underwhelming that i speculate that kirk hammett has been replaced by a replica and the original kirk hammett has been abducted by aliens and is being currently uh you know uh studied maybe i don't know what's happening but the current one is not kirk hammett I call on you to go and find out the truth, folks, because I really don't believe it. I want a blood test to prove it. But anyway, um, yeah, whatever happened to those kind of like amazing leads over the rhythm riffs, whatever happened to the acoustic intros and all the stuff that I I can never really go back to Metallica. I never see anything um, in their catalog um, currently that can get above a six. You know, six is kind of like the starting six is a 10 in the current Metallica um you know so six would be like uh death magnetic like that to me was like the best of the old of the new metallica and then you go down to like you know like yeah five for um uh, hardwired to self-destruct and this album is a five across the board it's just run middle of the road i wanted to give it a four because i was angry about the old metallica but i said to myself okay you can't just hate on something because you miss the old Metallica. You got to rate it for what it is today. And what it is today is just pretty, just run of the mill, basic um, Black Sabbath worship. It's kind of like maybe like a goodbye to uh, say, hey, we're going to pay homage to some of our old heroes by playing an album that's major- majority of it is kind of um, centered around a certain kind of sound that they're not really um, keen to. Sure. Well, like, um, thumbs up to that but overall in a way of blending some of their old worlds into their new world and maybe finding some kind of cool like modern day take on some of their roots wasn't achieved here and and i didn't expect it to be which is why i went into this like it's going to be business as usual and it, it definitely proved it proved to me that it was going to be so yeah just five out of ten unfortunately see i'm kind of sitting at like well g- g- 
there's a couple things weighing it down. There's a lot of things holding it up. So let me just start off by saying that mm-hmm. um, there are many different positives to the album, like the fact that we only have two, two or three writers per song. I mean, it, I know that sounds kind of like you know, it's uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I know some people are like, oh, what's Metallica? I mean, it, it, I just appreciate them writing still to this day, and they're not like they're not hanging up, whatever. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not you know, they're not done. Um, I. Because the last time was what 2016, right? So six, seven years ago. Yep. Yeah. So going off hardwired, which which hardwired, it's funny. A, 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 there's a bunch of songs on hardwired that I really, really like that I would go back to a lot. Um, you're gonna have to give me more time, but go, for this record, it's gonna give me. It's gonna take time for me to go back to the tracks that I with my standout tracks, which would obviously would would have to be 72 seasons, uh, title track. Uh, Lux Eterna, probably if Dr. Said a Son, and actually, like I said, in Immorta, that last track was actually really, really. If I'm in the mood to like listen to something really long, I'm gonna listen to that. So, I think what you're trying to say is they need Bob Rock to come in and just say, What the hell's going on? Stop, oh stop, stop playing the same thing over and over again. Get up, do, do that guitar solo again. I actually watched a clip of him yelling at Kirk, going, That, what is that? And like, you know, and they're like, what 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 are you what are you doing like getting upset at them over different aspects yeah. and i could hear his voice in my head as i listen to this going what you're gonna do the same pretty much three riffs again like do something right. different so that's what you're saying is they needed bob rock to come in and fix this i, I didn't hate it but i didn't love it uh that's kind of where i'm sitting at right now i i do you know if i was producing them i would get bob rock no matter what i mean bob rock should produce them <laughs> period because the black album yeah. is the black album it, it, there was this reason Black why I still saw the best produced albums in any genre. Absolutely, a hundred and ten percent. And that's then that's no distant Justice for All or Ride the Lightning or Master Puppets. Just the well, truth. and Justice for All is notoriously one of the worst produced, worst oh, yeah. mixed albums of all time. I, <laughs> great yeah. album though. Great, great album. album. Unfor- unfortunately, that's true. Um, I'm sitting about a. I'm sitting actually at about a. Uh, I'm saying about a, a seven, a, a solid seven out of ten. I didn't sure love it. Well, I wasn't that? sure if you knew until this very moment the way you're you're uh, deliberating. I was just like, does he know where he's sitting? He's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like, no, I'm no, sitting no. at a six, six, seven, seven, a six point nine out of ten. What? Sixty nine. Yeah, it was, I'm sitting at a six point nine out of ten. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm saying a, a solid seven. Um, I had to listen to it more and more and more to let it grow on me, I guess. I mean, it could go higher. It could go lower, but I think it'll go. And the more I listen to it, I feel like it'll be more fresh in my mind than it, than it, than it was just listening to it today. But yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at a solid seven out of 10. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's if you're looking for heavy metal, Metallica delivered in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, I don't know if we touched on this too. Do we touch on the album cover at all? No, terrible it's is God awful. Yeah. Like, we just, I just want to, worst album cover of the year. A hundred percent. Like, one of the worst of all time, to be honest. <laughs> it, it, it's so cringy. I mean, I, I remember when they first announced it, and then Kyle was, we, 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 weren't, we weren't live on camera, but Kyle was like, yeah, the album cover is like, it feels like a midlife crisis on them. Like, I mean, it kind of does, but it looks that way. I mean, musically, and if it, anything, it's a testament to how little they think their fans are going to be aware that they're doing something that's like, like, it's almost like when so, I was like Donald Trump said something like he could go down the 
street and shoot somebody or something and nobody like he could not get in trouble mm-hmm. or something i forget i forget he said like but, wouldn't care. yeah yeah right like i like i feel like this is metallica being like we are on top of the world friends like our album cover could have like a dumpster and like we could be sitting <laughs> at like you know and like you'd be like uh, metallica yeah you know like you just like they've reached yeah. they've reached that point where they're almost invincible to like uh fan criticism because people are are you know going to defend them to like the you know the ends of the earth so it's like uh you know and in a lot of ways this looks just like straight out of like uh something like yeah who cares like we really have nothing to prove anymore we can put out whatever crib toys on it's the just, floor cool it, it- it kills yeah. me because every time I go to a concert, no matter what it is, I try and get like some sort of merch or like a shirt or whatever. The shirts yeah. are going to be so bad. I oh, hope no. to God that they're just straight yellow. <laughs> I just want them to be pure yellow with just like right in the little side pocket, just a little black M and that's it. That, that would be wretched. And that I guarantee you there will be at least one shirt like that. Uh, it's it's going to be For $50. Sure. And, and if I see it, any yeah. of you wearing that shirt in my presence i'm so help me god i'm gonna like you ever see those videos where the kids pull on someone's shirt and they rip it right off their body <laughs> yes have you seen those yeah i will literally do that to you i will just come up behind you and just pull so hard to just rip the oh shirt from your body like and i'll give you the money for it as well oh as a way of you know oh my god because because no it's fine because uh, kyle knows i get shirts at every show and i'm like man if, if, if i get if i come home my parents are like what's this and I'm like it's a yellow shirt they're gonna be like this yellow shirt. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, let's hope they have something different. Another like a black and like 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 a black shirt with a yellow back or something. No, like they're that. not. They're not like that anymore. JT, you're thinking of the old Metallica. Where this is the new, different Metallica that can get away with this. You know, damn. Or at least a photo of like this with like the the promotional image. That. Oh no, cool. yeah, I would take that right there with them and with the like they're heading into the future. Yeah, yeah, like uh, they're heading yeah, into the like, future. Yeah, they're like the Captain Planet, like Planeteers going into the future to save the world from uh their previous self. They're going to yeah. kill their previous self, and then and we'll just Kirk doesn't want self. anything to do with them whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Grandma Kirk. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, is it that time? Should we spin the wheel? No yes. wheel. My All right, let me get out of here for a the second. Wheel. One second, hold on. There we go. You're all set. Here we go. All right, you ready? Is it going to be Molly Crew? <laughs> we'll see. It's I don't know. There. We're going to have it's to see. It's the survivor from the last wheel. I know. It, it is the surviving one, yeah. I do have to make noise. I feel like we need noise. Oh my god, dude! There we go. I actually, I put in a a special vocal. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, that was that was wow. crazy. Wow, wow, wow. Motley Crue's nineteen ninety one self titled album. Wow, oh that was god. that was uh, I, I, you're welcome, Kyle. I'm the one that commanded it. It seems wow. like I well, commanded me, uh... this wheel. So. Hold on, Kyle. Could, hold on one sec. Ah. Can you um? Oh, sorry, ninety four album. Oh, sorry. Uh, Kyle, can you just have me uh, show the screen for a second? Thank you. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. I want to thank um, 
Kyle and Mike for doing this as always. It's always a pleasure doing it with you guys. And thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Let's hope that merchandise shirts. Uh, hopefully, hopefully those shirts are not just yellow. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> and it's going to be a hell of a tour. So we're excited to see them too. Um, if you liked what you've seen here or heard here, uh, feel free to subscribe to us on YouTube. Simply have the super review show. Follow our social media pages, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and simply follow us on Instagram at the Superview Show. If you really want to have a good time with us, our, our OnlyFans page. I'm just kidding. We don't have one of those. Um, just kidding, everyone. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for watching, listening. I hope you enjoyed us. We hope you enjoyed this conversation about an album that was pretty mid for the most part, but it was some good and bad in both. Uh, hopefully, enjoy it. But thanks so much for watching, listening. So, for all of us here at the Superview Show,